Hello again, everybody, and welcome to an episode of Ball Caps and Bagpipes. It's a Scottish baseball podcast. I'm John McKellar, and I'm riding solo this week. Uh, we are very sorry that we didn't have an episode last week, and uh, Jason, regrettably, isn't able to make it tonight. We've both had uh, a lot of childcare commitments, and uh, Jason's got some other stuff going on as well that he's trying to get through. So just me, um, and what a couple of weeks we've um, we've 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 ta- we've taken to to miss one. Um, two absolutely fantastic weekends of baseball. Uh, very resurgent couple of weeks for one particular team, and that's the Aberdeen Oilers, who started this past uh, this this the first five weeks of the season. They started 0 and five. They're now two and five after winning two straight. Uh, Glasgow double, as it happens, uh, they beat the Galaxy and they beat. Uh, the Glasgow Comets this past Sunday. Um, what I'm going to do just now is uh, I'll do a quick recap of both weeks six and seven, and uh, then I'll go. I'll get to tonight's guest, who is, uh, um, you know, quite fittingly an Aberdeen Oilers player. Uh, it's a good buddy of mine, Mark Joss. Uh, he's a fellow Ranger fan as well, which is always a bonus. So we'll <laughs> we'll chat uh, playoff hockey, um, Mark's uh, journey in baseball, and also. Uh, a wee bit about um, the the resurgence of the um, Aberdeen Oilers. Um, first off, week six uh, was one of the most unforgettable weekends of baseball that um, that I can remember. Uh, just there were two absolute classics in Triple Eight, um, including uh, one of the probably one of the finest games that have ever happened in the Scottish Baseball National League. Uh, we'll start with the Triple A scores in Aberdeen. The Granite City Oilers picked up their first win of the season, um, fourteen to thirteen over the Glasgow Galaxy. It was one in a walk-off walk by my guest tonight, so he's going to give us a bit of a an insight into how his how he felt at the time, and uh, you know, a bit of a reaction about how that finished. What an absolutely amazing result for the Oilers! Uh, they really struggled early on in the season. Obviously, we had Casey McKenzie on the show, who's managing the Oilers these days, and she was quite candid about the fact that they have a young and inexperienced um, squad who have some raw talent, but you know, maybe we're missing. A piece or two. Um, it looks like they've found at least one of those pieces in an old, an old teammate of mine and a very good friend of mine, Kego Miyamai, who uh, pitched both of the last two games, both of those of course being wins. Uh, the other AAA game that week, which was week six, which was back on the 8th of May, that was the Comets back in Edinburgh for a game against the Cannons, who up to that point were 5-0. and uh, The Comets dished out the Cannons' first loss of the season in extra innings. Uh, and what Baseball Scotland's Facebook called the game of the year so far, it was 11 innings of play and uh, the Comets edged out the Cannons. MVP of the game, of course, David Flores, who pitched all 11 innings for the Comets. And, uh, you know, as a guy who plays alongside David, every time I see him, I'm, I'm more impressed by him. Uh, unfortunately I missed the AAA game that day so I wasn't able to be there in person which I was kicking myself about the second that I knew that David was going to be pitching because he I always expect something special when he's on the mound Um, the Cannons had a really great pitching performance as well it was it was considered by most to be a pitching clinic and an absolute classic of a game uh, between those two sides Um, Glad to see the comments obviously come out on top, <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, and uh, it's always good to see, um, you know, 
the Glasgow teams gain a bit of ground in the league as well. So, um, again, just a classic. Um, in the single A division in week six, the Comets made it a double over Edinburgh sides. It was 11 to 7 Comets over the Edinburgh Knights that day. Um, another really uh, entertaining game between the two sides uh, it was the third in an early season trilogy in Edinburgh between the Comets and Knights. The Knights had won the first two of them. Uh, the Comets finally made it third time the charm with an 11-7 victory there. The Breakers uh, defeated the Galaxy 15-5 in the other single-A game that week. We'll move on to the recap of Week 7. In Week 7, the Edinburgh Cannons got back to winning ways in a tight game over against the Breakers. They won it 9-8. A massive win for the Cannons. Obviously, the Breakers, um, they're kind of... They're, they're chipping away and, and, and they're still right there with the Cannons. Obviously, the Cannons now, with that 6-1 record, the Breakers at that point were only 4-1. So if the Breakers had won that, then that makes it a very interesting uh, result for them and would change the landscape of that title chase. Uh, as it happens, though, the Cannons very much still in the driver's seat. In Glasgow, the Oilers made it two in a row after that five-game losing streak to start the season. They defeated their Comets by a final score of 13-8. I want to give a shout out again to Kago. It was absolutely phenomenal to see him again. Uh, absolutely adore that guy. Um, he pitched really well, uh, considering that he had pitched the, uh, I think, the entirety of the previous week's game, and uh, was quite candid with with us Oilers, with us comments guys about how much he was feeling the effects of that. Um, so I think it just says it says a lot about the guy that he was willing to get up there and uh, throw. Um, again this past week and he did so very well uh the comments were putting balls in play but Kago pitched the contact and you know the um the balls that we were hitting were pretty much straight at people more often than not um whereas the oilers they were hitting the ball quite a bit and um you know they, they were finding finding gaps and and that was basically i think the the major difference um a big shout out to vicente of the of the oilers who actually blasted two home runs in the game so that was quite something um that was amazing to see uh i think both of them were on bad pitches as well i think one of them was up and in and one of them was quite far inside if i remember correctly um just insane power for uh for a game in this league, uh, he was a, a massive dis difference maker as well. Um, and in the other game this past Sunday, the Diamond Devils picked up an 11-5 victory over the Galaxy. Now, I think that's a massive win for the Diamond Devils. Um, the, Di the Devils, despite being very dominant last year and uh, winning the league championship, they, they've gotten off to a bit of a tough start this week. So to get that second win up on the board... Uh, in this early part of the season is crucial for them as they'll be looking to, at the very least, hit that top four and get a playoff spot. So, um, yeah, a big victory for the Devils. Disappointing loss for the Galaxy, uh, which they've had a couple of in the early season. Um, we were actually supposed to have John Tafe on this week, but obviously with the issues with Jason and I's schedules, uh, that's had to be postponed. So um, hopefully we'll get him back on in, within the next couple of weeks and we can talk to him about what he makes of the, the early part of this season. Uh, for the Galaxy. Um, so that's the recap of AAA. Um, I believe it was just the one single A game this past week. Uh, yeah, it was the Breakers and the Edinburgh Knights. The Breakers defeated the Knights in single A competition. So that was uh, two straight losses for the Knights after a strong start by themselves. Uh, the Breakers are flying in single A, uh, which means that this coming Sunday could be um, 
could be quite an interesting one uh, from a single A standpoint. Uh, we quick look at the standings. After seven weeks of play, the Edinburgh Cannons are still in first place. They are six and one. Tayport Breakers in second place are four and two. They do have a game in hand. Um, so if they win that, then they'll continue the they'll keep the pressure on the Cannons, no doubt. Uh, the Galaxy and Comets are third and fourth on three and four records, matching three and four records. The Diamond Devils are the other game that, uh, the other team with a game in hand. They are two and four, so pretty much the reverse of the Breakers. And currently still in last place, um, but obviously certainly resurgent, are the Granite City Oilers at two and five. Uh, so that's the, the recap of this past couple of weeks. I'm going to bring on my guest just shortly, Mark Joss. Uh, a couple of quick wee uh, comments here to get to before we do. Lawrence Cameron uh, has posted a few wee comments here. Should have two Oilers, seen as you're alone. <laughs> One Oiler per win. Um, I mean, Lawrence, if you're if you're around, then give me a shout and I'll, I'll invite you in and you can, you can give us your thoughts on uh, these past two seasons. Um, and then a, a bunch of a bunch of Japanese type that I'm not I don't know Japanese so <laughs> I, I'm guessing it means uh, Mon the Kauru. Um It was again I just want to give a shout out to Kauru. Um He was a really great teammate of mine on the comments a couple of years back, and um, good friend of mine. So it was it was amazing to see him. So right now uh, I will bring in Mark Joss, my uh, guest this see this evening. Uh, Granite City Oiler, buddy of mine, and fellow Ranger fan, here he is. Mark Joss of the Granite City Oilers, thank you very much for joining us on the show, bud. Um, it's just you and me tonight, uh, but uh, first off, uh, we have to get the important stuff out of the way. How about those New York Rangers? That's amazing. Uh, I, after two games, I didn't think it was going to be the way it turned out, but um, pretty convincing in the end. Yep, absolutely. Game seven, overtime at the Garden. You always fancy the Rangers, but yeah, what a series that was. Down 3-1, they came back and won it. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence Cameron says he's been working on that background for 25 minutes. <laughs> 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 yeah. So Mark, um, we're, not, we're not actually here to talk hockey. Uh, we're here to talk about uh, yourself and also the Grand City Oilers. Um, first off, let's talk about you. Um, and as usual, let's go back to the start. Obviously, you're from Scotland. I believe you're from out, uh, Peterhead Way. That's uh, where you said you were from. Yeah. Um, talk to me about how you ended up initially involved with, or initially interested in baseball to start with. Uh, video games, like most things. <laughs> uh, I played, started playing the MLB, the show, um, like 10 years ago. And uh, then started watching the... Uh, Tampa Bay Rays um, pick them because the other teams are in New York, the, the New York Rangers and New York Giants. So, and at the time I was mostly holidaying in Orlando, so um, I wanted to get a team in the Florida area, and Tampa Bay was closest to Orlando, so um, made sense. Um, so that's the main reason that's how I wanted it. So you became a fan through MLB the show. Um, yeah. Did you did you pick up on kind of did you start watching the game pretty sharp after that, or how long between that and, and sort of the the proper fall in love period where you stayed up until one two in the morning to start watching games? Uh, yeah, it happened quite quick. Um, yeah, it was just a spur of the moment thing. I think it was on stupid o'clock at night, um, and 
bought it MLB TV and that was it from then on. Um, sitting up at four o'clock in the morning watching Tampa Bay Rays and at the time it was it would have been about 2012, 2013, I think a good year. They were doing well, they had David Price and um Will Myers had just come through, he was in a good season. Um uh, yeah, no, it was good. Now Mark, um, you play for the Oilers and you kinda you kinda <laughs> you live up to the you live up to the name, you do work offshore quite a lot. Um, does that affect your your ability to keep up with things in terms of baseball or um are you able to kind of take it take it out, out, out with you? Yeah, um yeah, I, it does affect it quite a bit because uh, I don't really have a rota, so um, sometimes I'm busy, sometimes I'm not. So um, if I'm busy, I could be away for weeks at a time. Um, so uh, that has definitely affected the last couple of seasons. Um, I think I've played about, in total about seven, eight, seven games, something like that, over the last two years. And um, when it was my first, uh, first year, I was about six seven eight games something like that you know um, so it does affect it but it's just it's what i do i can't control it so so let's talk about your your time playing um you when did you start first off uh when how, and how did you how did you learn first off about scottish baseball and uh, how did you end up uh how did you end up starting well at the time when i went in my mlb uh sort of time about Ten years ago, um, I noticed on Facebook I got a, a invite into the Aberdeen team, but they were called uh, Aberdeen Seagulls at the time. I think it was it wasn't Oilers, um, but it never went anywhere. Um, and then it, I never heard about anything again. And it wasn't until MLB UK um, started up a, a sort of like a get together with fans in the Aberdeen area. They paid for it and they passed behind the bar. And, just you could watch the games that were live at the time. The, 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 the I, I beat beer tub, so uh, I was there and um, got to see a, a couple of the loyal lads. It was um, Stephen Evans, um, Ross Crawford, uh, David Johnson, um, Federico. Um, these boys were there and uh, got speaking to them, and they said, "Oh, we've got a team in Aberdeen." And they told me that. It, it was like the training was like in the next couple of days and I said why don't you come and I did that was about 2018 that was um I've been going ever since so you joined in about 2018 obviously in the 2019 season you weren't an oiler you were part of that inaugural Aberdeen Express team that finished second in the league you know very made a really strong run at the Caledonia Cup despite only being in your first year Talk to me about how you ended up uh, on that new team and uh, some memories from that first season. I think I was probably the dregs at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we probably just said, oh, no, put him there. <laughs> but uh, no, there was, we had far too many players. We, we were struggling at the end of 2018. We were um, struggling to, to fit everybody in one team. It was, you were, Getting, uh, you weren't getting a lot of game time, um, or I know I certainly wasn't, because um, we had too many players and too many top top guys, and um, they had to make two teams. So um, I was drafted to the Express, which was happy about, because uh, we were the better team at the time. 
That's very true. You guys had an absolutely fantastic season that year. Um, talk to me about some of those veteran um, and experienced and talented players that you mentioned there. Um, do you have any sort of particular skills or, or memories of like training that you might have received from some of those more experienced heads or did they kind of tend to want to focus on on playing, which certainly, of course, would be understandable. But I, I know that Federico definitely has a, a very good reputation as being someone who can be relied on to, to, to ask for like tips and advice and stuff like that. Um, did you learn a lot from a Federico and certainly a Stephen Evans, who is, whose you know, track record in Scottish baseball has been pretty well documented? Yes, yeah, Stephen was good with me when I started. Um, he took me to the side and showed me. I'd never done any of that. So he showed me basic techniques. And, um, and Frederico as well. Frederico, he, uh, he knows all, he's got brilliant techniques. He, he's good with his fitness as well. So he helped, helped everyone that way. Um, or, he, or he did when he was with the club. Um, with Paul as well, um, he was a big coach at um, Express, and he he helped me as well. Um, especially when I first started, um, Paul was really good with me. Um, but he left uh, a couple of years ago, so um, unfortunately, but, uh, we've got David. David. David uh, has been there from the start of when I was there, and he's still with us. So. Um, David's kind of the, the he's the top coach now, so um, he he helps everyone out. It's good. It's good to have David because he's he's got a good head on his shoulders and knows what he's talking about. So yeah, I mean it's it's very crucial to have a guy like David around, and certainly Pat, who uh, we know is having a fantastic season as both a player and uh, part of the coaching set up under Casey. Um, he. Uh, he had a home run just recently, I'm sure, yeah. Pat. Did, uh, yeah. Comets, I think. Was it last time they played, I think. Mm. Or, or Galaxy, sorry. It was in Glasgow because they spoke about the weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's, it's it's obviously quite crucial to have guys like that around um, after sort of what could probably be considered kind of an exodus of people from Aberdeen. I think the yeah. uh, the yeah. pandemic really quite badly affected the Aberdeen setup. Um, you know, it's, it's annoying. Sorry, sorry, it's an oil city, so um, the majority of the boys that were over, uh, and girls, sorry, um, were um, oil-based or university-based. So um, when the COVID came, we, we definitely took a hit. I think I could think of about seven players for a start, um, starters, not just members, starters that ended up leaving in the past year. So... Um, we're definitely doing a rebuild this year, and um, uh, Casey, uh, Casey, she's done a superb job keeping the club going. Um, and Pat as well. Pat, Pat's the coaching at uh, uh, the way games as well, and the uh, coaching at uh, training sessions along with David. And um, without the three of them, I think we'd be in a bad, bad place. But um, mm-hmm. Um, credit to Casey Focus. Um, at the start of the year, I don't think we would have had a team. It wasn't looking like we'll go have a team. Yeah. Casey, Casey uh, rallied the, the, the people we did have here and uh, just said, look, we need to get a team going. And, um, we, we got the numbers for a team, but we'd, 
it may be lack of experience, but um, I think we've shown over the last two weeks that uh, these uh, uh, the, the people who have just started the last couple of years, even or even this year, there's been people just started this year, and they're getting they've been dropped into the deep end, mm-hmm. um, but they're they're doing good for it because um, they're getting their at bats. Again, experience every game. Okay, the first three weeks, I think the results weren't pretty, but we made up for it the last couple of weeks. And um, those youngsters, they're 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 contributing. You know, they're they're getting the runs, they're getting the hits, they're getting the catches, they're making the saves. You know, and uh, it's a lot a lot of pressure being put on them, and um, straight from the off. You know, it's not development league and development leagues just as uh, hard. But you know, this is seven innings they're playing, and um, they're doing really well. Erin um, and Deacon and Jackson, especially, um, they they were playing the last couple of weeks, and you honestly wouldn't think they've just been a couple of years, two, three years. You know, you think they would have been doing it for a lot longer than that. Yeah. Now, um, obviously, you've we've mentioned that you've only really been playing a couple of years, and because of obviously the the offshore work you do, you don't get to play every week, uh, which I'm sure absolutely kills you during the season. Um, but um, when you mention some of those younger players uh, like Aaron Jackson uh, and the others, uh, they are very much. I mean, they're they're, they're teenage. Oh yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're, teenage they're, they're, they're kids. They're basically kids. Um, now, while you don't have like a ton of experience, you're closer to my age than you are theirs. How much responsibility do you um, feel as a, a kind of older head uh, to to be a positive role model on the field and off for the younger players? Um, and do you take any sort of do you take a, a an, an active interest in their development and try to give them uh, so any any advice, or do they come to you for advice? Um, I let Pat and David start coach them. Um, uh, there's a couple of times I've had to tell them. <laughs> Calm down, sort of thing. You know, they got a bit excited, uh, especially on Sunday. Um, but uh, you know, I'm, to be fair, they know what they're doing. They're, I honestly cannot believe how how good how good they are. Um, but you know, there's a couple of times they've come up and asked for things, and you know, I'll tell them what I know. But there's a lot more experience than me on the team. Um, so I normally just point them in their way, you know. <laughs> so you're basically what you're telling me is you're basically the whole monitor of the bench. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Line, I'll just say, can't do. Mm. <laughs> so you get you and you and those young guys. Um, you started this season zero and five. Uh, we've covered that quite a bit on the show. Um, lot of struggles to get some you know the numbers for especially road trips i think was was a big problem um some of that owing to the age of some of your players i think actually um but uh these last two weeks like we covered in the in the recap you've won back-to-back games against the glasgow sides and um one of them in very dramatic fashion uh the other in pretty dramatic fashion but also just through finding holes in the defense and hitting the ball there um, you've you've played very well uh, and had a marked improvement in these last two weeks. What do you attribute that to? Um, good, 
In all this, I think we've got a good team spirit. I think, um, you know, we've, especially in the last two weeks anyway, and we've went in um, with the mentality we just want to have a bit of fun. I think um, we'll give it on when, especially the first the first game, you know, we'd, we'd come off a heavy defeat. Um, the first sort of the, the Galaxy game, we'd just come off a heavy defeat. So I think we just went into the into the game wanting to enjoy ourselves and then uh, try our best. Um, and then a couple, two, three, four innings in, we realised we were in a good position. So everybody just buckled down and we ground, ground out the win in the end. Um, but yeah, team spirit, the, the morale of the team's brilliant. Um, there's not a, a bad egg in it. In, uh, I can't think of a bad egg. Yeah, speaking of individuals, uh, these past couple of weeks, you have had the special talents of Kaoru Miyashita on the mound. Um, talk to me about his influence and, and what he's done to the side uh, since he came along. He's the most humble man I've ever come across. He, do, he will not... Um, he palms off any credit. He, after he scored a home run two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, and I was on the base in front of him, and uh, I've seen him, you know, obviously across the across the base for the home run, and that's a nice job, you know, in the home run. And he just he just looked at me, serious face, he just said, "Oh no, oh no, team, team, <laughs> team, uh, yeah." Team got it done, you know. He do, he, he just doesn't. Um, he's just a good guy. Um, so talented. For, he, the pitching is amazing. Um, he, I think personally, I think it was him that um, turned the game in our favour in the first uh, the, the, the Galaxy game. Mm-hmm. He got three quick outs, and um, I think set the the the. Um, at the top of the seventh, sorry, they got three three quick outs, and uh, I think the heads went after that, and um, we just took advantage of that and, and to the bottom. It, yeah. yeah, it was it was great to see. It was great to see Kaurua, uh Delighted in seeing him. I had the, absolutely no idea that he was here until about I think midweek after the first. Uh, after that first win, when he first came along, I don't know if that was was that his first game for Aberdeen, yeah. At the Galaxy one? Yeah, I think the Galaxy yeah. was his first game, I think. Definitely um, yeah. the first game I've seen him, but I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was his first game because um, yeah. I think I was the pitcher Casey was uh, keeping tight. Yeah, work. I was about to say, just a few weeks yeah. ago, Casey alluded to kind of, kind of a secret weapon pitcher that yeah. she was uh, waiting on. Um, if you had given me a million chances, I would never have uh, guessed that it was Kaoru. I didn't realise he was back uh, and, and I didn't know that he was in Aberdeen. Um, certainly the Comets' loss uh, is definitely the Oilers' gain. Uh, like like we've both said, brilliant teammate, so humble and such a talent. And it looks to me like he's gotten like a couple of levels better than even he was when he was with us. A couple of, just a couple ago. Yeah. So, it's, uh, it's, yeah, what a thrill to have him back. We just need to watch we don't burn him out. That's the main thing. Um, his, his pitching's are unbelievable. Um, but we have got other pitchers in the team. We've got uh, we've got Matt. Um, we've got David can pitch as well if needed. And we've obviously got Erin. Um, 
keeping pitch as well. So, you know, if we have to, we'll have to use some of them. But, you know, it's it's amazing that we've managed to get through. Um, yeah, it's somewhat good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, wh- where do you see the season going from now? Obviously, top four this year get into the Caledonia Classic playoffs. When you look at the standings now, you guys are only one game behind the Devils in the loss column. And uh, even with them on wins, uh, you're only a game behind both the Galaxy and the Comets in the win column. So by no means are you out of the race. Um, do you feel that a playoff run should be you guys' new objective? Or are you still be, still feeling a bit more conservative and philosophical about it and trying to ready the ship and keep this going as a rebuild year? Uh, very, perhaps... Um, cognizant of not maybe getting too excited or do you just feel like with the additions you've made um that this is full speed ahead and you should be pushing for post season i think if we get if we get the full team um we should be okay but we need they're still under the we still need to keep it week by week um you know uh, it's not just myself that works um offshore vicente as well We've got people who work, excuse me, so um, people who um, are in the university as well. So you know, they've got people that uh, can't work, can't play every week. But um, the last, well, this week we we seem to have a full team on the bench as well. So you know, it's definitely looking up for us. Uh, if we can keep that up, I can't see um, why we can't push for the playoffs, um, especially with the, la- the performances from the last couple of weeks. And um, if we keep maintaining that level of performance, we should be fine. But it's the numbers at the end of the day, you know, and that's the main thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be sending text messages to Vicente anytime that we've got a game coming up against you guys. Like, we need you offshore <laughs> immediately. <laughs> You're going to be away for a couple of weeks <laughs> to avoid any more to avoid any more games like uh, like this past Sunday. Um, yeah, so let's talk a wee bit more about you on the field. Um, you only started a couple of years ago. Um, what positions have you played? What do you consider to be your natural position? And are there any positions that you uh, quite fancy trying out in the future? I normally just play in the outfield, so uh, right field or centre. Um, but mostly right, because um, that's where I'm played. So, um, but I have played centre before. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was talking about trying to get in the, in the field, but... Um, with me being offshore as well with the, the training, you know, I, I I would like to be comfortable, and um, in my position, and not having a regular training that affects that. So I'm, I'm comfortable I feel, so I'm just going to stick there for the time being. So yeah, I mean, you 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 have an interest on the infield. Is there a particular infield position that you would like to play? Eh, uh, no, I just I'll just get, I'll just put for them. Uh, play where I'm good, but uh, uh, they work maybe second base or something like that. Or, mm-hmm. um, I'm easy as long as I'm playing, I'm happy. But um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy outfield, so um, but you know, I should maybe be looking by playing field at some point. 
perhaps an yeah, perhaps an avenue to wait to go down until maybe next year if uh, you guys are able to consolidate and maybe put out a single A team uh, again moving forward. That that might be kind of the right That's time to, to try that. Yeah, like you say, like yeah, you've got like a, a core of players, and if you can get them coming every week for the rest of this year next season is when you can maybe get a bit more experimental uh, if you've got especially a full uh, a full spring training as well to work on things yeah. um let's talk about what undoubtedly has to be your greatest achievement so far on the field and that's uh two two game weeks ago uh the walk-off walk that defeated the galaxy 14 to 13. um talk to me about your game up to that point and then talk me through you know, what's going through your head during that at bat, knowing what was at stake? Uh, well, the game, um, personally, um, I, I was having a, a decent game. I uh, had five at bats um, and the four hits and they'd managed three runs. And then we got to the, the last inning and uh, it was all drawn at 13 13. Uh, the count was uh, sorry. There was two outs by the time I come up to bat, um, and then uh, the count was uh, full count. So uh, I just remember hearing um, David tell me to not swing at anything stupid. So <laughs> I was just waiting. To see what it was, and luckily enough, I could see pretty early that the pitch was off. So, mm -hmm. uh, I just went past past my, uh, my knee, uh, just outside, and uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, I started put my back down and started walking first, but uh, I don't think it, everybody was sort of looking at each other. Wouldn't realise that what 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 was happening, you know. And then I got to first, and then everybody just so it was a good experience um, and yeah, it's definitely one of the better ways to win a game uh, for a walk-off and uh, yeah, I think my, my baseball career probably peaked and probably on the way down now, you know, that's it. <laughs> oh man, uh, well, well done, well done on that, um, but I want you to be honest with me, was that any situation where you were swinging the bat on that pitch? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I know that I've been in situations before where it's been a three and two count uh, in big situations like that, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not swinging. I can't oh. swing. That's because if I swing and miss, then I'm going to feel awful. Uh, if I take a pitch and it's called strike three, I can at least blame the, I can at least blame blue. Whereas if I swing and miss at this, uh, that that makes me look like a fool. Uh, I remember. Um... Paul always told me when it's, you know, full count, always go out swinging. Mm -hmm. um, so I probably would have swung, but I, I knew early on that it was going, going, going to be a ball, so I just let it go. Um, unfortunately, uh, the next week my at-bats weren't as fortunate as that. Um, I couldn't read the ball as well as uh, the week before. <laughs> you were excellent defensively this past Sunday though um, as were most of the Oilers to be honest um, and a good thing too because like I've like we've said before um, you know Kago pitched a, I say Kago I mean Kauru Kauru pitched an absolute gem 
Um, and he very much pitched two contact. When we were hitting the ball, the vast majority of the time, it was right at someone. Um, so you guys have to make the plays when that happens. Um, and you did it pretty much more often than not. Like certainly in the crucial situations, that was, I think, a big difference in the game uh, was the defensive prowess of you guys. Uh, I think the, the lady you guys had at first base was absolutely fantastic as well this past Sunday. Um, the middle infield for the Oilers is absolutely scary. <laughs> I think those those both those guys I think um, could potentially be uh, Gold Glove contenders come the end of the season at the awards night uh, based on just what I saw this past Sunday. Um, if they can keep that up week in week out, then there's no reason that they can't contend for those awards. Um, but yeah, like very well done to you guys uh, and to you personally. Um, I'm I'm rooting for you guys to to, to get into the postseason. Um, I look forward to to meeting you guys again on the field. And uh, yeah, Mark, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thanks so very much for joining me uh, on Ball Caps and Bagpipes this week, bud. And uh, I'll catch up with you on Fallout 76 uh, either tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> See you in the wasteland. Yeah, go Rangers. Yeah, let's go Rangers. Tomorrow Thank you. Bye. <laughs> so that was Mark Joss, everybody. Thank you so much to Jossie for coming on. Uh, this was a very hastily thrown together show this week, um, given that we had the... Uh, those issues with the, you know, um, workloads and what have you. So I uh, managed to, to get Joss on. And uh, again, many thanks for the chat. Um, thanks to everyone who's commented. There's quite a few comments to, to get through here. Um, so Lawrence Cameron, again, he commented, he came back to a walk-off at his own hands and then said, oh, it was nothing. <laughs> and uh, and Mark was calling Kauru humble. Uh, Lawrence again. Uh, we call him Postman Pat because he delivers air mail. <laughs> uh, Pat's a great guy as well. Uh, I don't think I had met him or uh, certainly hadn't had a proper conversation with Pat until this past Sunday. Uh, lovely guy. Um, I've been preparing that one for literally the entire year. <laughs> uh, Shout out to Erin Duncan as well from Lawrence. Uh, Jules Gardner, uh, well done for mentioning Casey. She has done an amazing job. Absolutely. Uh, I completely agree with that. Um, you know, she, she's managed to take a team that at one point there was serious doubt about them being able to come back into the league this season. And she's managed to turn that team into um, one that's full of raw talent and certainly still has a lot of potential this season. Uh, if they can keep things going the way they have this last couple of weeks. They, they can very much, they could very well meet the make the postseason, uh, which would be great to see. It would be an, ex an excellent story. Uh, Nico attributes the last couple of weeks' success to passion for the game, which I think, uh, based on the based on the, the bench of the Oilers this past Sunday, uh, I completely agree with. Again, um, big shout-outs for you, K uh, Kaoru, says Lawrence. I keep calling him Kegel because I've had two Japanese uh, two Japanese teammates that had. Uh, Key names. I just need to call him by the nickname I always called him by when he was a Comet, which was Special K, which, uh, given his pitching performances recently, uh, again, very fitting. For Fergie, says Nico, um, I don't know if that's Sir Alex Ferguson, the, the legendary Aberdeen manager that he's referring to, but <laughs> yeah, sure, uh, greatest, uh, greatest manager in the history of football, if that is the case. Uh, if it's the Black Eyed Peas singer, I, I genuinely don't know what the, um, what the correlation would be, but okay. Um, great interview, John says, Gilles Gardner. Uh, thank you, but, you know, 
all the props go to Mark for coming on. A uh, very, very, uh, very engaging guy. Uh, it was great to have him on the show. Um, I'm going to wrap up now with a look at the schedule for week eight. Uh, I'm just going to bring up the schedule here. In Triple A uh, for week eight, which is this coming Sunday, the 22nd of May, the Breakers visit the Comets in what is going to be a massive game uh, for the both both sides. The Breakers need a win to keep the pressure on the Cannons. The Comets, I think, we need a win to to really start to. We have to kind of go back to zero and try and start and build some momentum after the loss this past Sunday. Uh, we had a massive win over the the Cannons the week before. To lose to the Oilers, we now need to win this one um, at home and start to really make uh, Tollcross Park a fortress for us so that we can build some momentum and try and push for that kind of top two and three uh, before we can think about trying to push for first. And certainly we want to make the postseason as well this season, so um, it's going to be crucial for both sides to win that, so it should be a really good game. Um, and the Diamond Devils are in Aberdeen to face the Oilers this coming Sunday, so that's going to be a great test for the Oilers, and certainly a game that the Oilers will be absolutely chomping at the bit to win. Given that the sides are sort of battling out of the sort of bottom part of the, 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 the standings if the Oilers beat the Devils, uh, I think I'm right in saying that if the Oilers win that, they would, I guess they would tie them, because the Devils have a game in hand. So, but yeah, if the Devils lose that and then lose their game in hand, then the Oilers will overtake them, uh, and that would be uh, a crucial first step for the Oilers in terms of that run to the postseason. The Devils will be wanting to get back into the sort of uh, form that they were in last year as well, uh, which uh, they've so far struggled to do. Uh, in the single A division, I'm just going to get the single A schedule up. Bear with me. And single A this coming weekend, week 8, the 22nd of May. There's only one single A game, and that's Breakers and Comets. Uh, the Breakers are undefeated in single A, so they'll be desperate to keep that run going. Uh, us Comets have won two in a row, and we'll be looking to make it three straight uh, to really start to put some pressure on those top two and um, look to, you know, work towards getting to first place because we, we want to win the single A league this year. Um, and we certainly want to keep ourselves in a good position when it comes to the postseason uh, in single A um, and sort of want to be a, a, you know, well seeded for that so um, very exciting weekend coming up yet again uh, if it's anything like these past two weekends of baseball in Scotland it will be a cracker um, so very best of luck to everyone who's playing um, and uh, yeah let's go Rangers again <laughs> that's going to be it from me tonight thank you so very much to those of you who've joined um, and uh, we'll be back this coming Tuesday, Jason and I, with uh, you know a full return, and we'll be back at it as normal. So thanks again.